I do know there are a few things that we will need to discuss and we need to talk about, um, especially in my going and in everything else uh, besides. But the word for today that I want to give you is about the Holy Communion and how we must prepare and how, uh, how we must take the Holy Communion. Um, it is very, 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 very important, especially at the times that we are in, that we take the Holy Communion. Hallelujah. It is very, very, very important that we acknowledge the presence of the living God, of Most High God, at such a time as this, that we, 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 we will draw closer to him than to the world. Hallelujah. So that's the reason why I'm trying to prepare a very, very special communion service for you today. And so today I'm going to just going to preach about the communion. And then tomorrow night, I would like everyone to get their communion. Tomorrow, get the communion. If you haven't got communion, get communion tomorrow. And we'll pray over it uh, between 7 and 8 in the evening. So everyone will get a chance to be around between the 7 and 8 in the evening tomorrow. Everyone will get a chance to be around where we will pray over the communion so that you will have communion every single day. You know, it is it, it, such that you may have to take it two or three times in a day, depending on the situation, the situation that you are in. Because it is enabling, the communion enables the body of Christ that is within you to stir you up spiritually and physically. That is the purpose of the communion. It enables the, um, the Holy Spirit. You see, when we begin to talk about the communion, the Lord Jesus Christ began to say, he said, this is my body. Okay? This is my body, which is, bro which is broken up for you. And before that, let's, let's take a look at what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Come with me, let us go to John. And we have to begin to understand, we have to begin to understand um, the main idea that is behind what the Lord is saying. And in order, in order, to, in order to grasp the trueness of the communion, we have to, first of all, and so um, we're going to John chapter 6. We're going to start from the 25th. We're, going to, we're just going to read the whole of John chapter 6. Not the whole of John chapter 6, but from starting from 25. Um, of course, if you're there, I will ask you to stop whenever, whenever I want to explain something. So if you're there, I want you to start from John chapter 6, starting from verse 25. I don't want to read too many verses today to complicate things. I just want to keep it simple so that we will be able to get the full grasp of what the Lord means by his body and his blood. If you are at work, I will read it, I will read it by myself. I don't know if you are at work. Let me see the answer. Okay, let me, read, let me read it by myself. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils but for food that endures to eternal life. Hallelujah. Food that endures unto eternal life. You know, the first thing that we come to a close, when we, go, when, when we begin to take the communion, we have to begin to realize that, as we read in uh, Matthew chapter 4, and verse 4, when the devil began to question Satan, the first thing that he said in that was, um, let's look at it, let's look at it. Sorry, I said I wasn't going to go to too many verses, but let's go there. Matthew chapter 4, 
and verse 4. I wanted to paraphrase it, but uh, something is pushing me not to paraphrase it. So it says, for it is written, man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Okay? Now, man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, listen to what the Lord is saying here. He says, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, because you are giving them bread and loaves. I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill, do not work for food that spoils. Hallelujah. Do not work for food that spoils. That means do not work for things which are corruptible. Do not work for anything in this world which is corruptible. And only consider the things which are corruptible as the only things which are, which are worthy in life. Why? Why is that? Because the things which are corruptible are corruptible. The things that we see are that are worthy, today they are, tomorrow they're gone. Or how about if I build them a house? Yeah, maybe the house will remain, but tomorrow you'll be gone. Hallelujah. So nothing is permanent in life. So rather than working for your eternity here on earth, for a short period of time, work for your eternity in the kingdom of God. Okay? Work for your eternity in the kingdom of God. When you work for your eternity here on earth, it is only a short thing. You will die. And when you die, because your eternity was here on earth, when you die, you will not go into the kingdom of God because your eternity was here on earth. And therefore, you will end up in a place that where you do not want to end up. But when you work for your eternity in the kingdom of God, then your eternity is forever. Hallelujah. Then your eternity is forever. So it says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Hallelujah. So then we have to begin to talk about corruption. Corruption, that, that is, the food that we do eat, the food that we work for, it spoils. Everything that we work for, it spoils. Hallelujah. So when we begin to take a look into our lives, we begin to see situations building up in our lives. And those situations which are building up in our life are designed for the destruction of our lives. You may have had an idea of, of how something was going to last a long time. But all of a sudden, that idea that you have is not worked out that way. The children that you were looking to, they've not, they've not turned out to be the, the way that you were looking, that you were wishing that they would be. The husband that you that you that you 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 desire has not turned out to be the what what you desired. Everything that you have hoped for has switched or turned a different way. Why? Because your desire is for the things of the world and not for eternal glory of the Lord God Almighty. So he's telling you, don't work for fame. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. Hallelujah. 
Let's look at Isaiah 55 and verse 2. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me. And eat what is good. And you will delight in the riches, in the richest of fair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. What is the communion? The everlasting covenant. The everlasting covenant of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. What is the everlasting covenant of the Lord our God? Life in eternity. What is the communion? It is your appreciation that the Lord whom you believe in and you trust in is more important than the circumstances in which you find yourself. Hallelujah. He is more important than the circumstances in which you find. Yes, let me continue. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the people, a ruler and commander of the people. Sure, surely. You will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will run, will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want you to, I just want you to just take a look at it again. Let us go back. To the verse 2. See, we work so hard to achieve things and the things that we achieve. We normally have plans of what we want those things to be and, uh, and how we want to use those things. Nobody goes to work because they love to work. No, everybody goes to work because at the end of the day, we will get money and the money that we get, we will use it for this and we will use it for that. And it's absolutely brilliant. And it is absolutely lovely that we all work and we all earn money. But then after that, we have to now begin to think about our eternity. We have to now begin to think of the Lord our God whom we serve. We have to now begin to think of how important he is to us. So you have to begin to ask yourself, how important is my Lord and my God to me? And as I was saying last week, you have to begin to see that is he more important to you? Than your husband. Let me start that, that way. Than your wife. Is it more important to you than your children? Is it more important to you than the house? Is it more important to you than the money? Is it more important to you than the job? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to begin to realize that whatever we place as more important than God becomes an idol worship for us. Hallelujah. Anything that we place as more important than God becomes an idol worship for us. And therefore, if you put your husband or your wife 
of more important than God, then your husband or your wife is your God. If you put money as more important than God, then the money is your God. If you put your children as more important than God, then those children are more important than those children are your God. Hallelujah. And you see, <clears throat> what the Lord Jesus Christ was trying to tell these people, the moment that they, they saw the food that the Lord Jesus Christ had, you know, brought around the feeding, everyone got fed. Everyone had enough to eat and they were filled. And then they realized, wait, now we have a place where we can eat for free, for good. And so they, they began to follow Jesus Christ, not because of who he is, but because of the free food. Hallelujah. And that's not the way that you can worship the Lord Jesus Christ. The way that you can worship the Lord Jesus Christ is asking him to come into you and observing him. If you were there on Friday, you, you will find out what I was talking about observing the Lord Jesus Christ and him only. Hallelujah. And when you begin to do that, it is the beginning of accepting eternal life into your spirit and into your soul. You have to constantly question yourself. Hallelujah. You have to constantly do what? Question yourself as to what is important in your life. The most important thing in my life is that I will go to heaven. Hallelujah. That is the very good answer, isn't it? But that answer is not the correct answer. Most important thing that I want to do, you find most Christians are saying, is that I want to go to heaven. Heaven is only a place. And heaven without the Lord Jesus Christ is an empty place. You have to have a desire to touch the Lord Jesus Christ. To have him in your spirit and to have him in your soul. If there is a way that I can contain Jesus Christ within me, if there is a place where I can contain Jesus Christ so that I will not let him go, just like Jacob will not let him go. If there is a way that I can contain him, contain him so that he is always ever present before me morning, noon, and night. He is more important than heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven is only a place. It doesn't matter if the streets are paved with gold. The most important person in, in life, I'm not saying heaven, in life, in your life, is Jesus Christ. So when we begin to read, listen, listen, and eat what is good. And you will delight in the riches of faith. Give an ear and come to me. Are you catching that? Eat. Eat what is good. Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good. And you will delight in the riches of faith. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Eat that which is good. And what is good? What is good is the word of God. What is good is the word of God. If I would eat of the word of God, I entrap that word inside of me. And what is that word? And then we go back to John 3, 16. In the beginning was the word. No, John, John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. 
So when we begin to talk about the word as the breath of life, then we beginning to we are beginning to talk about the communion as the word that lives on the inside of us. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And everything was created by him. So when you have trapped him, so can I trap the Lord? Yes, I can trap him half in my body. Why? By swallowing his word. By swallowing his body. By drinking his blood. Hallelujah. How do I trap him? And when I trap him, I have to make sure that he's there. And when I trap him, what is the reason why I'm trapping him? What is the reason why I'm trapping him? That I may commune with him. We wake up in the morning and blah, 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 blah. We pray in the afternoon. We pray in the evening. We pray. But... The prayer. What is the content of the prayer? Who hears the prayer? And the content is that we will reach. We are trying to reach the living God. We are trying to reach the living God. And this is where the Lord is saying, if you will, Abide in me. I will abide in you. If you will live in me, so will I live in you. Hallelujah. 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 Let me, let me, continue, with, let me continue with this. Verse 3 of Isaiah 55. Give ye and come to me. Listen, that you may live. Hallelujah. Give ye and come to me. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Who is the faithful love? Of God promised to David. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Promised to David. Came through David. The faithful love of God. He knows his love. He knows the power of his love. And that faithful love that he gave to David. He is given unto the world. Let me, let's, let's continue to read. See, verse 4. I have made him a witness to the peoples and a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Who are the people? Me and you. Surely you, you will summon nations you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nations you that's nations that you know you don't know. Nations that the Lord Himself doesn't know. They will come running to him. Why? Because they have need of him. Why do I eat my communion? Because I have need. Of my Lord and my God. I have set him before me. I have need. And in order to satisfy that need. I need his presence in me. So I speak to his presence. That I hold in my hand. I speak to his presence. That I hold in my hand. I pick up my communion. And I speak to his presence. And I remind him of his promise. To me. Hallelujah. You see, what is the communion? 
let me let me side let me sidetrack, run away and say something. The communion is amen, yes, and amen, yes for the bread and amen for the blood. It is yes and amen. I can pray, I can pray, I can pray, I can pray. But I need an I need a yes. And I need an amen. What is the yes and what is the amen? Listen to what the Lord is saying. He says, look, verse 3 again. He says, give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Every situation that is going wrong, come to the Lord and you will live. Hallelujah. Come to the Lord and you will live. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. What is that everlasting covenant? That everlasting covenant is true. Listen to what he's telling you. That everlasting is through his faithful love promised to David. What is that faithful love promised to David? This body, the owner of this body, the owner of this blood, is that faithful love, that everlasting covenant promised to David. But when I eat of this body and I drink of this blood, then the promises of God shall not and cannot fail because these are the same words of the Lord God Almighty that he has set in the foundations of the world and he cannot go back on it. Hallelujah. He cannot go back on this word that we are reading here. God is not a man that he should lie. And he says, I have set an everlasting covenant. What is that covenant? That I will remember the suffering of my son on the cross. And when I do remember, whatever is going wrong, I will turn it around. Hallelujah. We just have to go to the same Isaiah chapter 3. I mean chapter 53 and verse 5. It says, he was bruised. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Transgression. Your sins. Your iniquities. Everything is covered. Hallelujah. And the chastisement of your peace, everything that will take your peace away from you, everything that will take your, your peace away from you, it doesn't matter how minute, how small it is, everything that will take your peace away from you, the Lord remembers this body and the Lord remembers this blood. And He says, everything that will take your peace away from me, He is working against it for your sake. Hallelujah. He is working against it for your sake. Let me go, let me go back because I've just lost the page that I was on. He, and so when we begin to see this blessing of the Lord our God, we begin to realize how important this communion is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says what? For, see, I will make him a witness. I have made him a witness to the peoples and the ruler and the commander. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will make him a witness. You know what that means? We have a witness. You see, every time that you go to court, you need a judge. And every time that you go to court, 
you have to summon that judge. Not judge, you need a lawyer, sorry. And you have to summon that lawyer. How do you summon the lawyer? With a price. What is that price? This is the price. A price paid on the cross. Body that was tortured, broken, and blood that was shed. This is the price that we buy this lawyer away. Whenever you're going to see this lawyer, and the lawyer says, do I know you? You pick up this and you say, I am your client. I have accepted you as my Lord and my savior. I believe in the body that you broke for me. I believe in the blood that you shed for me. Hallelujah. I believe in the body that you broke for me. I believe in the blood that you shed for me. And the moment that you say that, this witness has got to go with you. What is the situation? I'm having problem. Having problem where? In my workplace. I'm having problem. Having problem where? In my neighborhood. I'm having problem. Having problem here with my church. And I need someone to break the oppression of the enemy against the such situation. I need a witness that will tell me that I have an eternity in heaven. I need a witness that will tell me he is my ruler, my Lord, and my king, and I am his faithful servant. Hallelujah. And I am his faithful servant. He says, I have made him a witness to the people and the ruler and the commander of the people. Surely you will summon nations you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with you have to give a clap to that. He has endowed you with splendor. He has endowed you. Oh, the Lord God, I mean, the, the, the Savior sent unto the world. Now, let us go back. Let us go back. We are back to John chapter 6. We are back to 25. Hallelujah. So he says, but for food and yours to eternal, which the Son of Man will give, the food which the Son, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For on the Lord Jesus Christ, God has placed his seal of approval. An entrance into every door. He says, I got I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. I give you the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I give you the keys to the kingdom. Now, let's listen to this. So he's saying, he will give you, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then he asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. That is all it is. 
Whatever your situation, everything that is going on in your life, believe in the son that the Lord God Almighty has sent. What? Believe in his body. Believe in his blood. Believe that you are worthy of the body. Believe that you are worthy of the blood. And then consume the body. And then consume the blood. Believing in it. More than the problems or the situation that you are facing. Pastor Greg, sometimes these situations and these problems, they are so, there's so much that it is impossible that, that you know, you cannot think of anything else. Therefore, your faith dwindles. The pain, when the pain is there, <coughs> when the pain is there, and is, I'm feeling that pain. My mind is perfectly, constantly on that pain. And so every time that I speak, all that I can talk about is that pain rather than the, than, than the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Of course, the pain, is, the pain is horrible. But your faith should be in the body and the blood more than the pain. Even though the, the way the pain gets, the more you believe and you trust in the body and the blood. And you trust that this body and this blood is the answer to the healing of that pain. Hallelujah. Again, Isaiah 53 and verse 5. He was uh, by his stripes we are healed. And by his stripes we out here. That means that the stripes that went on this body and on this blood has won and has bought our healing, has bought that pain that is in your body. So you have to begin to speak to that sickness that my Lord Jesus Christ has bought you. And therefore, you are just a figment of my imagination. I believe and I trust in the glory of Jesus Christ. And I believe that he has borne, he has borne this pain on his body. And of course, have you ever seen the passion of Christ? Have you seen the pain that he went through? Don't you know that that pain that you are feeling in your body is something that Satan is smuggling? Even though he has laid that pain on the body of Jesus Christ, he's still trying to smuggle it and let you pay extra for that pain which Jesus Christ has already borne in his body. He's a liar and a cheat. Hallelujah. That pain that is in your body. Jesus Christ has already bore it in his body. He has paid for it for you. And therefore, you are not supposed to be having it. But if Satan can get you to confess there is pain in your body, then that pain will appear real. And you will have that pain. But the Lord Jesus Christ has already bought it in his body. But Pastor Greg, that's too hard to believe because the pain is here. It's not on the body of Jesus Christ. I know. Faith is believing in spite of. Believing it in spite of. Because if you do not believe in it in spite of, then what you have will remain the same. But if you believe that Christ has borne it in spite of you feeling that pain, eventually that pain is going to leave because that pain was placed on the back of Jesus Christ and not on your body. So it is believing in spite of, in spite of this pain, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ has bore this pain that is in my body, on his body. 
Therefore, it shouldn't be here. It should have been on his body 2,000 years ago. Therefore, I have no pain. And you have to keep telling yourself this over and over and over and over again. And then, as your faith grows in it, with your communion, automatically, that pain, that sickness will leave your body. We all have a sort of sickness that we all trying to get rid of. But the idea of getting rid of it we are, is believing in the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ took those stripes and bore those sicknesses and bore those pains in his body. Therefore, those sicknesses, they can't afford to be in us. And therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, are, are, are you seeing this? I'm already saying this and I'm holding my communion. In the name of Jesus Christ, I reject this sickness from my body. I reject it from my blood. I reject this pain from my body. I reject it from my blood because my Lord Jesus Christ has bore it for me. Therefore, it has no purpose being on my body. When my Lord Jesus Christ has truly bought it and bore it in his body. Therefore, by partaking of this body and by partaking of this blood, I say I am free from this sickness and from this pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us continue. Jesus answered, verse 29. Jesus answered and said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe in you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate that manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you bread, the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Hallelujah. Now, let me repeat that. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's what I'm speaking. There's something that's entered into my head that says that, you know, more people will believe in the communion if it was like the manna that was falling from heaven. Then more people will believe in it. But because it is like made by hand, we don't believe in it as much. But it is even more powerful, 25 times more, 20 billion times more powerful than the manna that fell from heaven. Hallelujah. Because this is the real man. This is the real bread of life. Hallelujah. What is the bread of life? What is life? Hallelujah. Life is everything that is living. If there is life in something, then that thing lives. Hallelujah. If there is no life, then that thing is there. If there is life in a certain situation, then that thing lives. That situation lives. If there is no life, then that situation, it falls. So in order to give life into certain situations in your life, you have to eat the bread of life. Are you following me? You have to eat the bread of life in order to resuscitate that situation that is dying in your life. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And I say here, for the bread of God is the bread that comes from heaven. My Lord Jesus Christ gives lies to the world. Hallelujah. That changes circumstances and situations in the world which is dying by giving life to it. Say, they said, always give us this bread. Always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I, as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. Although the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. I want you to underline those words. <laughs> Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Hallelujah. Why? Because whoever comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, they come with one thing, a hunger and a thirst for him. Let me tell you something. A situation, come, a situation comes into your life. And that situation brings pain, rejection, sorrow, hurt, sadness, sickness, depression, oppression, anxiety. And in the midst of all these, you decide that you need someone who will change the situations which you are going through. Hallelujah. Someone who will change the status quo. Whatever the situation is that you are going through. And if that someone that you are looking for appears in the form of money, then that's what you are going to worship. And so you will find yourself working all hours in order to satisfy that situation. If that someone appears to be a husband or a wife, then you see that you are doing everything that you can to please that husband or that wife. If that someone appears to be children, your children, then you see that you go all out to make sure your children are satisfied, regardless of what, whether that satisfaction will kill them or not. So according to our desires, we serve. And we tend to find ways to satisfy those desires. Now, if that desire is the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's what he's telling you. That is life. It's as if you have found life. So, whenever a situation comes, what do you tend to go for? So, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, look, listen, that situation is a thirst, is a hunger. And when a thirst comes and the hunger comes, how do you quench those, that thirst and that hunger? I quench that thirst with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I quench that hunger with the, with the uh, body of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the first thing that I look for. Are you following me? It is a thirst and a hunger. I can either look for satisfaction 
satisfaction for that thirst and that hunger from my wife. Or I can look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, who, who, led, who gave me his body and who gave me his blood, that I will eat his body and I will drink his blood to satisfy that hunger and to quench that thirst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, is the communion beginning to sound real to you now? Hallelujah. So he says, truly, I tell you, Okay, I've, I've gone past that. I'm in the wrong place. 30, 37. Hmm? Okay. That's 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. All those the Father gives me. Remember what we read from John 15, 16. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you that you may bear fruit and that your fruit will remain. Okay? So he's saying here, he's saying here again, 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me. Hallelujah. They will not run to money. They will not run to a house. They will not run to a spouse or to children. But they will come directly to him. Why? Because they see him. They embrace him. They contain him in their spirit and in their soul. And so they believe that he, the body, the blood, is more important than the pain that is in the body. 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise, but, okay, all right. But raise them up in the last day for my father, for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. Hallelujah. 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 So, what do you run to first? the body and the blood to quench my thirst, to quench my hunger, to quench every desire that is in my body, which I know, even the ones that I think I have control of, which I know I do not have a control of. On Friday, I was telling you, I said, it is not what you wear you believe you are strongest that will save you. In fact, where you believe you are strongest may be the place where you are let down the most. But it is when you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is when you have faith that the Lord Jesus Christ is in control of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are saying on on, on on the Friday, I said, but you may say that, but Pastor, it doesn't matter what I do. I have lasciviousness in my life. And I sin left, right, and center. I can't go forward. I can't. The Lord is saying that, look, listen, rather than trusting in the circumstances that you are in, rather than trusting in the sickness that you are in, rather than trusting in a, a, in a situation that you are in, in a marriage that you are in, in a job that you are in that is oppressing you, rather than trusting in anything in this life. Don't trust in it, but trust in me. Because whatever you trust in will never satisfy you. It will never satisfy the thirst 
and the hunger that you need for your life to progress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of us, there are certain things that we are doing in our life, and we never ever understand the reason why we are doing those things. But many times we are doing certain things in our life because there is a hunger and there is a thirst in our life that we desire and we want to satisfy. That satisfaction only comes at looking at the blood, the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay. Come, let us let us go back. Let's read one thing before before I finish. And I'm finishing now. Hallelujah. I want to go back to John. I've got a feeling I have to go back to John. And I have to read this word. And we're going to have our communion today. And like I said, get a communion uh, for tomorrow. And we will break the bread. I'll pray over your communion um, so that you will have a bumper pack, get a large pack. And when it's, when it's running now, top it up. Top up the wine, top up the, the body, and begin to believe in it. Because in it, we are telling the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you and I trust you. I have faith in you. I know that I overcome. By the power of this blood. I know that this body is a sign of my testimony. I overcome by the power of this blood. And this body is a sign of my testimony. Let me read this. John chapter 1 and verse 1. For he says, in the beginning was the way, and the way was with God, and the way was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In the beginning was the way. And the word is the promise for my eternity. The word is the promise for my life. The word is the body of my Lord Jesus Christ, which I eat. I eat it because I accept it. And I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I eat it because, as we have read today, it is the sign of my salvation. I eat it because it is my breakthrough in my situation. Hallelujah. I eat it because it is my faith. Now, Let me read one more. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Matthew. Matthew 26. And verse 27. Hallelujah. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine, from now on, until the day that I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before that, 26 says that 
while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a covenant. And this is what I want you to know. Just the reason why I read the 27th verse. Not that the 26th is, is blessed. No. I just want you to know that the covenant, which we've read in Isaiah 55, which we have read in John 6, 20 from 25 gold. That covenant that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. That covenant that the Lord God Almighty said for the reason why he sent his son into the world. That through this covenant, every covenant that he has written, when you remember this covenant, of the breaking of the bread, of the drinking of the blood. The moment that you remember that covenant, he will also remember the covenant that he has with his son concerning you. And therefore, we drink this not in vain, but we drink it because, not because well, some ask people will say, Oh, you don't drink it if you are in sin. No, we drink it because we are in sin. Because that covenant is the only power to wash away our sin. You yourself cannot wash away your sin. And the moment that you begin to wash away your own sin, it is called self-righteousness. But the moment that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to overcome that sin, hallelujah, and this is where I am. I would like to go on because it's going to be a whole new preacher, preaching. And I will do that next time. So right now, I pray that before we take the bread, we're going to take the bread right now. I want you to lift up your bread before I hand over to Albert. Hallelujah. I normally prefer the, the separate Eucharist, uh, that bread and the separate wine. But this, this one does it as well. This one is also very, very good. Hallelujah. Let me take out the bread. Take, I want you everyone to take out the bread. Take your bread. Hallelujah. I just want you to just... just just, just bless the name of the Lord. I just want to bless the name of the Holy Spirit. I just want to bless the name of the Holy Spirit because he, is, he said the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And he, he is our guide. He is our prophet. He is everything to us. <laughs> But this is the body. Just say, this is the body of my Lord Jesus Christ. I truly believe in it. I truly trust in it. If a million pounds was placed before me and I was asked to choose the million pounds and this body, I would choose this body. Because the Lord has said, I set before you life and death. Choose life so that you may live. And therefore, I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. Just like what I have just read. That this is the bread of life which I cannot do without. And this bread of life, I decree, I declare, resuscitates every good work of God that is dying within me. Let the blessing of God be resurrected in my life one more time. 
that the glory of God will be seen in my life by the power of his word within me to glory. I decree and I declare, I shall not fail. I shall never be lost, but I will be first. Because the promise, my Lord Jesus Christ said to the Samaritan woman, is contained within this body. And as I partake of it, that water, that will never cause me to thirst, will flow through me. Even the moment I put this body and this blood on the inside of my mouth. Let this water bring life and bring restoration of the power of the way of God into my life one more time. I decree and I declare by the Holy Ghost that the power which was given unto me through the Holy Ghost is restored to the fullness. I receive the Holy Ghost as my teacher and my Lord and my God to direct me in the way that I should go. I decree, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of me. I decree, let the Lord God Almighty, Yahweh sit on his throne within my heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.